start date 101320222 cuz I forgot to do the calculator again. Welcome to Star Trek Discovery Pod, a kind of smart, <laughs> kind of funny podcast covering new and classic Trek. I'm Lieutenant Commander Mina Vesper, aka Mariah Gossett. With me on the view screen we have Clyde uh, Haynes. And you're here here's my pun with like a uh, my I, I screwed it up already. <laughs> I was going to say, like, uh, my unlikely transporter accident, Paul Satachi. That, that, that's, you know. Perfect. I, I'll, get, I'll, get, I'll get good at this. I'll get good at this. I apologize. Like, you know, I'm, I'm still, I'm still, Listen, I'm just. <laughs> I had a good one, uh-huh. like, five hours ago. Less and then I forgot face. it. And I was like, I'll just be me. Yeah, it was, uh-huh. it was clever, too. I don't, rem- you know, I remember thinking, man. You can tweet it later. It's one of my most clever ones. This is going to be a good one. And then it just was gone i mean i feel like this is one of my like like high blood pressure spikes like when at coming up to this moment like like <laughs> do i have a good one like i spend like the day i don't spend any more time I, I spend the day going like oh can i come up with something funny and like it it sucks when the answer is like no no you can't <laughs> There's nothing. Anyway, tonight we are covering the eighth episode of the third season of Lower Decks, Crisis Point 2, Paradoxius. Uh, But first, a few reminders. Paul, can you tell the listeners where they can find us on the interwebs? Yes, I would like, I'm here to remind the listeners that uh, you can find us uh, on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, and uh, our links are StarTrekPod.co. And if you love this content and you want to do more, uh, please consider joining our Patreon uh, for just two dollars per episode. Uh, our Patreon is like patreon.com slash uh, Star Trek Pod. Correct, you did it, Clyde. How can people engage with us tonight on the live stream? If you happen to be watching us live on your streaming platform of choice, then all you have to do is type capital P, capital O, capital D, capital Pod in the chat, and we will take a look at your comment, your question, uh, your rant. And when we get to that special part of the night, and you'll know what it is when we see it, when you want to tell us what yours is, just type in capital H, capital F, capital HF, and we'll take a look at yours. But first, you'll have to see ours. Right. Yes, you're going to have to hear us rant and rave into all the things before we get to that point. But first, it's a big week in Trek News. We got a bunch of trailers, bunch of images, all kinds of fun stuff coming up. Um, I am pretty excited. The disco trailer I thought looked great. I, it looks like we're getting some more time on alien planets. Looks like we're on a treasure hunt. I think there's literally also a puzzle box, which I think is hilarious because people talk all the time about how the, the seasons are always a puzzle box. Anyway, I find that funny. Uh, so I really enjoyed that. I also was creating some disco content after Star Trek day. And not getting any of it, so yeah, I was excited. <laughs> what, 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 what? I, I feel like I know for you two what piqued your interest the most, but I'd love to hear you talk about it. <laughs> two words, Deanna Troy. No, I'm just kidding. Um, sort of. Uh, the Picard trailer was mind blowing. I mean, it is pure fan service. If you are a fan of the Next Generation, I mean, hello. And and for those of you who've been watching the pod for a long time, you know that if you ask me who my favorite Star Trek character of all time is, the answer is none other than Jordy LaForge. And this is like the f- first time in a very long time it looks like we're going to get um, some Jordy. And I've got so many questions. Did you guys catch who was running the helm on the ship? Like who was at the at, or at the con? No. So there's a moment in there. I caught it. I, I could be wrong. I don't think I am. I could be wrong. But um, Picard goes like punch it or hit it or set the course LaForge and a woman who looks like she could be his daughter immediately punched the code in and took off. And I was like, whoa. I know his you- actual daughter is in the show. Like she's so. playing his daughter. His real daughter is playing his fictional daughter. So I'm 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 all excited. I was like, this is you you got me. You got I'm in. You got me at engage. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> no, I, I I yeah, the trailer was it it was hot. It's you know, it, it was really, really hot. Uh I thought uh 
one of the most interesting things was that uh, Brent Spiner is going to be part of it. And uh, and he had said after season one of Picard that he, he is done playing the Data character. I mean, technically, and, he's not playing Data, right? Exactly. He's playing, <laughs> great. That was that was a great like, ha gotcha. <laughs> and, and I was like, oh, like, oh, this is so good. It's so, you know, like, uh, like, uh, as I understand, it, he's gonna be playing Lore, right? Correct. And, and I was going like, oh, I love Lore. Like, he's been in like what three episodes, right? Like, like, uh, 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 like, like, like the, mean... the the intro. Uh, the what you call it the time where he meets uh his dad and then the borg episode those are only three episodes that i can think of i might be missing something but, but like he's so iconic well the lore of lore is... oh uh -oh. you see you can do that on the fly it, it takes me hours to do that <laughs> he was in four episodes of tng and he uh his likeness was on uh, a lower decks uh bubble bath bottle <laughs> What was the fourth episode? Am I missing one? Uh, Data what? Lore Brothers Descent Descent Part Two. Yeah, yeah Descent Descent Part Two. I, I put that as one, but like you know, right. but 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 it's technically, yes, technically you're right. You're right two right. different seasons here, Paul. Yeah, it's a cliff. Yeah, season it. Cliffhanger. <laughs> fair. I fair. mean, while he's not my favorite, there are times that I have found myself love Lorne over Lore. See what I did okay. there. We can stop now. Oh, that, no. that, that, that's, that's the now end of the episode, everyone. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's it for tonight. Goodbye. Live long and prosper. <laughs> yeah, um, the, that was exciting. Very exciting. Yeah. I think uh, the panel looked like so much fun. It looked like everyone was having a great time. Um, I, I uh, We also got um, some more previews for Prodigy, which I'm really mm -hmm. excited for. That starts not next week, but the week after. Um, so we'll get to dive into that. Um, I know I have it on my list to kind of rewatch the first few episodes in preparation. Uh, but I think it's time uh, we try to figure out the meaning of life and dive into this episode, perchance, perchance sure. to dream. Uh, so Crisis Point 2, Paradoxius, was directed by Michael Mullen, written by Ben Rogers. And I think you all might know what time it is. Ooh, this time for some. It's cold. It's cold so... in here. It's time hmm. to get a little hot. Oh, it's time go. for some hot freaks. A little deep right. V. Got a deep always, v moment. Always good for the deep V. Always <laughs> good. Uh, Paul, what was your hot freak of this episode of Lower Decks? Well, you know, I have to say, like, I watched it. I watched it a couple times. And it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker for like you know referential stuff. So like every little, so I'm just watching it over and over to find all the little bits it's of it. Packed. It's packed. It's packed. <laughs> it is dense. If you are, if you are a Star Trek aficionado and like and want to unpack all that stuff, it, it's full of stuff. It's crunchy goodness. So I, I was very, very happy. The Easter eggs were colorful and there were many. <laughs> yes, there were yes, many. Clyde, what were your thoughts? Well, I, I don't want to disagree with Paul. He's still new to the show and all. So I'll have to agree and say it was amazing. <laughs> um, I absolutely enjoyed this episode. I got really excited about it. And I think coming off of last week's episode, um, this was a, a complete 180 in, in how I felt, right? Um, I mean, whether it was Tindy or Boimler or just all the Easter eggs and the nods and the references, man, this was, you got, you had action, you had ship battles. You guys know, I love a good ship battle. Um, <laughs> it just, it was good. And if, and who doesn't love a good map on back fat, like <laughs> classic, it's, it works. Flesh map. So, yeah. Flesh map. Um, so I just really, I really enjoyed this episode. Um, yeah, great job. <laughs> yeah, truly, I, I agree with both of y'all. This was a really fun episode. I love that they do these callbacks to the movies almost every season, and I enjoy it um, every single time. And I uh, liked seeing Mariner in a bit of a supportive role this episode. I'm really excited for where we're going with Tendi this season. I feel like 
I'm always just so impressed with how much story they managed to get across in 30 minutes. It's truly like a show to watch to learn the art of editing because it's not only jam-packed with jokes, but also with plot. And yet at the same time, I hardly ever feel like I've been rushed through something. So um, hats off this week. It was incredible. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> you know, there's there's a ton of like lines in here that were good. There's one in here that I liked and I can't understand why. No one's no one's going to be like, oh, yeah, that was a great one. It was just like, the horse is going to bite you now. I just... <laughs> <laughs> It was, it's one of those weird dream things, right? Um, I also have a, I actually, I have a theory this week that uh, we'll talk to, well, I'm going to make a note, theory about Boimler at the end. Um, just want to write it down so I don't forget because my brain is mush today. So let's check out some hot freaks from the uh, live stream, commenters, watchers, listeners. Uh, Michael L says, this episode sets up a story arc for Tenito com- Command Officer and I'm here for it. Totes, totes, hundred percent. Yeah, I I feel like after we've seen Pirate Tendy, I'm now ready to see Captain Tendy. I feel like she is a good middle ground person who lo- who loves rules but is ready to break a rule if needed. Do you know what I mean? She, she is low key like the work that they've done to develop her character since you know early in the first season has been amazing. Like Tendy's a lot of fun. Like I get excited to see you know. It's not like what hijinks she's going to get into. It's like, how are they going to, you know, ex- show us more of her, her character this week? She's really turned out to be a great character. Agreed. Let's see. Like, you go. Oh, I was going to say, uh, Keen says, bravo, Laura Dex, for bringing back George Takei back to Trek. It washes away the bad feelings from last week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, listener said it, not us. I'm just saying. Choopy, uh, what a ball of fun. I can't decide if it's my favorite. If my favorite things was using all the fan complaints from real life or the little dog about just make a, uh, oh, just make a movie. It'll be good if it's Starfleet. <laughs> right. That was a good one. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Not as good as last week. I know. I don't even understand it myself. Oh, Carolyn, hot freak, hot take. Hot freak. Mm. Not feeling mm. it as much as uh, our episode with Peanut Hamper, who they did a, an interview with the actress who voices Peanut Hamper, and it's really funny. I, I recommend going and watching it. I thought she did a really good job of, of having some, some fun with that. I mean, I'm choosing Nick Knack over Peanut Hamper any day of the Nick week. Knack. <laughs> the knickknack reveal. I mean, but that that whole dialogue was funny where you know Mariner kept calling, you know, knapsack. It's knickknack. <laughs> <laughs> the holodeck really went for it uh mm-hmm. at this time. Um okay, so bringing us back. So at the top of it, we get Boimler's making a sequel. Uh he's trying to work out some feelings here in this episode which we don't actually quite know at the top. He thinks he's just writing a fun sequel and he's like, this is going to be a better movie than Mariners. I'm really excited about it. And then he goes to see Ransom and comes back in a particularly bad mood, which we later find out is that his um, (laughs) uh, transporter twin has died. And uh, well, we'll talk about the plot plot twist of it all later, but um, he's now trying to seek the meaning of life and throws all all uh, plot devices to the wind. And Tendi and Rutherford get to follow his script while him and Mariner have to go off on a, no, like, a the, different the, adventure. You know, one of the things that I've always found ridiculous about Star Trek is like, for whatever reason, like you're on a ship, and if you need to incapacitate the uh, the uh, the crew, just put some anesthesine or neurozine in the in the air it's like you have like this line of like poison gas running through all your ships at all times just to release it seems like r- ridiculous and that's how boimler's uh what you call it uh uh double died mm-hmm. by by a leak of uh neurozine which doesn't go like oh that's hilariously funny and yet that, the fact that it happens to anyone it's <laughs> right it's the fact that it's plausible goes like these are death traps <laughs> pretty bananas i did like i felt 
uh, like Boimler's plot, this episode felt very TOS, uh, very Kirk searching for meaning of life, looking mm -hmm. for God in so many different ways. Um, and, and I enjoyed how they kind of um, played all uh, played off of that. Um, I always like the title sequences they do too. I oh, think yeah, it's that's, just that's so great. fun. <laughs> I mean, this is, I think one of the things that makes this such a great episode is that we're all have always been and probably always will be just enamored with the holodeck mm -hmm. and what happens on the holodeck episode. And so this is one hell of a holodeck like episode all in all. And the fact that they were a, they were able to break it up and do two. Basically we almost got, felt like we got two holodeck episodes mm -hmm. and one kudos like very well done yeah and i i really like the moment when boimler's like oh, okay well i'll i have to go do this thing i'll catch you up on what the the rest of this plot is and then you can watch the credits um and and they make uh essentially the reference to uh is it scientifically probable for there to be the kelvin verse <laughs> that's, that's right, exactly that, that was so much good meta which i thought so kind of jumping ahead so when we see Boimler uh see the Kirk mailbox I thought it was potentially going to be the Chris Pine Kirk because they had made the Kelvin verse oh, joke at I the see. top um which I thought would have been funny but I loved that it was George Takai I I was really really excited about it no, um, it, it, was, it was excellent all, all very it, it always uh, escalated in a way that I thought was really mm -hmm. good episode. yeah um, so if you were on the adventure with Tendi and Rutherford, would you be approaching it like a Tendi or like a Rutherford? I mean, I think I would have been most likely approaching it like a Tendi, but that's because approaching like a Rutherford wasn't really an option until you saw Rutherford do it, mm. right? Anytime that we've seen people interact with the holodeck, it's, it is... It's Comic-Con cosplay on steroids. <laughs> like people are really into it. There's costumes involved. There's a role play. Like it's a LARPing event. Like people are like really into this thing, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then Rutherford is like, all of a sudden you hear. <laughs> it was like, I got hungry. So I stepped out and got some. Gotta have chips. <laughs> like like you, I, I remember sitting there going, yeah, I guess if you're into a long, like episode what would you do like normally what would you do if you weren't like super into it you would grab a snack right like you yeah I I did just have this realization so Paul you weren't early on in the podcast I was often talking about how I thought it was wild that there is no no therapist on discovery mm -hmm. and like everyone had so much trauma that there needed to be a therapist obviously they heard my complaints and they solved that with Culver Culver at this point but um I, I have now realized that the holodeck, I think, for 90s and apparently now lower deck, Dex Trek is their therapy device in so many ways. Because I feel like we've seen so many characters throughout Trek use the holodeck for therapy. And now we've seen Mariner do it as well, mm -hmm. even though now she's finally seeing a real-ish bird therapist. <laughs> and then... Um, but even Tendi in this episode, essentially the holodeck provides a therapeutic environment for her to come to the realization that she does want to go on the command track. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think uh, I think if you had a way to work your 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 drop your trauma out, like you know, would you rather talk about it or would you rather punch through it? And punch I don't know what the it. answer is, is here, but in yeah, the nineties, the answer was the the nineties was punch shoot through it. So there's still answer, still right. a good answer. Like you know, my, my favorite holodeck episode is uh, uh, ninth nth level with uh, Barkley. You know, like uh, actually not not that the one where we introduced Barkley. I'm sorry, uh, where he's like he has all the the main cast as like musketeers, but all like. Riker is short. Picard is like, everyone's a jerk, and like he's just so awesome. And it's like, oh, that's I'm not, maybe it's sharing too much about me, but that's how I would deal with my problem. <laughs> I mean, and and we have Boimler, who we do tradition. I mean, even Mariner is like, oh, here comes the big speech where you're going to have them change their minds, and instead he's like, nah, we're punching people today. Yeah. Like, that's right, that's right. <laughs> we're kirking it. 
<laughs> I thought that was a great lie. Oh, we're going to Kirk it. That works. <laughs> that works. I mean, it's just, it's one of those things where um, I was reading an article. So as you guys know, I love learning and development and figuring out how people learn. So, you know, at, at work, my team and I have been talking a lot about virtual reality. And we were reading an article that talks about a, a reporter went into a virtual reality space and just started interviewing people and had this interesting experience. And one of the things that, that she came back with was the idea of, of VR is you get to try on personalities and characters and do things that you might not do that might not be socially acceptable that, that you can kind of do. One of the most common things are swordplay, lightsaber play, and guns, right? So yes, in a holodeck, which is VR on steroids and then some, you know, we talk about what are you doing for therapy? You're slipping into a different character, maybe, you know, a crime-fighting detective named Dix or, you know, a jazz-playing, you know, trombonist. Like, you're slipping into something and then, you know, when it's all said and done, you're punching people in the face. You know, and then hanging you out walk- in Da Vinci's workshop. <laughs> yeah, and then you walk out of, you, you say arch, you walk out of the doors and you're back into your very buttoned-up Starfleet. I get it. Who needs a therapist? Besides, I don't think I could have a therapist that was that hot. I love Deanna Troy. I'm going to the gym and punching things. It's just me. Um, I did one especially, of my especially a hot one that can read your mind. Like that's just a bad idea. Sorry. You're done. You're done. Um, one of the things when you said arch, it reminded me. One of my favorite things was when they would say arch, and if there were the black bars at the bottom because yeah, it was in widescreen, they would step over it. It's like those little freaking details is what makes me love Lower Decks like so much because it is just like so layered with jokes. Um, The other big kind of reveal in this episode is we hear Ransom giving Mariner her review and it's like all good reports from everyone. And I feel it was a small moment, but it felt like something I wanted to remember because we got two episodes left and I feel like the chaos machine has to like a wrench has to get thrown into this happy little family, right? But but are we going to see chaotic Mariner or are we going to see promoted Mariner? Or are we going to see a chaotic Mariner because she becomes a promoted Mariner? I mean, that is true, too. And there's there's a couple of threads that have have yet to be pulled. The I can't remember the name, but the person who was the, you know, oh, Vosh, the archaeologist. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the young Vosh. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to t- t- Lynn. The Romulan Vulcan. Vulcan. Talin. Yeah. And and then we also have, we still have the mystery of Rutherford's eye implant that I feel like we've also started this season too. I, I wonder if it'll be like a, a multi-season stuff. Like, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. shows will set up something in one season, pay it off like two seasons down. And, 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 and I'm cool with that. Like, you know, like there's enough, you know, it's only 10 episodes. And so there's enough, uh, material that i feel like it could do that without me like losing my mind uh like as far as the mariner thing like i think someone explained it to me once uh when they're talking about tvs versus movies and like in a in a movie you go from a person who is like here is uh here's a person and they have a problem or or they have a trait or they have something to overcome and then they travel all the all the way (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, oh, to, 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 to the end, to the end of the, you know, of their journey. And then, uh, and then they solve their problem. They become that better person. And that's the end of it. Whereas on a TV show, you see a person and they go through this adventure and they come back to almost imperceivably the same person that they were. And the reason, one of the reasons why you do that is because a, you watch TV and movies for different reasons. One, you, in, t- in movies, you want to see a journey. In TV, you want to see the same person kind of do the, the same thing. And, like, you know, like, and if they do the same things, you can have infinite episodes, theoretically. But if they grow too much, you finally grow to the end. So, with that structure in mind, I feel like, you know, 
you can't really have uh, Mariner be too developed or or you kind of run out of plot for her. And then you wind up like the uh, uh, Brave New World kid where you're like, you know, well, we got to write her off. <laughs> well, I think I think the interesting thing is because I'm fascinated by the commerce of television as well. Mm-hmm. Right, decisions that are made based on commerce and not necessarily sure. the art- artistic storytelling. Um, it, you know, when we see series that say, "Hey, we're this is going to be, we're going to do four, three seasons, we're going to do six seasons, we're going to tell the story, and that's that's it." Um, I get really excited and disappointed because if it's really good, you know it's going to end, but you also know that we're going to see a journey. I guess that's why I'm kind of interested in Picard because we know this is the final season. So it's like, okay, well, tell your story. I'm wondering. Yeah. Finish, (laughs) finish your story quickly, please. Um, But with, with Mariner, I really do want to see her grow. And I think because in the Trek verse, there's so much and we're starting out with them when they're lower decks, you know, I, I think you can grow Mariner and, and evolve her for quite some time and I think I would say let's move into more of a Grey's Anatomy standpoint where people grow sure. and evolve and we get new and characters leave. And, and leave. Nine, and... 19 seasons. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Listen, I am not going to complain about 19 seasons of any Star Trek episode. Ever. Yeah. It would be... <laughs> It would be kind of funny if at some point it becomes middle decks. Like, is there like a middle oh, deck? <laughs> there you go. That, that'd be that'd be great. Yeah, I no, love it. Yeah. Let's do the whole thing: middle decks, upper decks. command crew. That's right. Right, senior yeah. staff, <laughs> admirals. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we but follow like, uh, them. Yeah. No. I mean, I think it, it, there is. A, I see what your point is, Clyde. I, I go like, it'd be great to see like this power up fantasy where you just watch Mariner just grow. And like a like a D and D character, you start from level one and go all the way to like super like you know archmage or whatever. Like you know, so it, I, I, there would be I would love that, but 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 who has twenty years of like vision? I don't know. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what their like greater greater plan is, but um... I mean, if Doctor Who could do it, Star Trek can do it. Doctor Who recycles Doctor Who every freaking yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> Bring on new crew. We'll get a new. We'll get a. But new it's voiced deck. by the same cast every right, time. It's right. just different characters as the, they get like promoted, uh, and then they become uh, background characters. The, 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 they they walk through a portal, and then they get rearranged somehow. But they're the same person, but different. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get some time travel seasons. You know, mm-hmm. there could be a season that's like. Timey wimey. Time oh, the timely timey wimey, Jeremy bear me of it all. Um. Where was I going to go with this? Wait, wait oh. what is it? What is the time? The timey wimey elephant in this one called the? Oh, it's something. Uh, oh, origami. Origami. Oh, no. Chronogami. Chro- right. it- Chronogami. <laughs> and then the fact that they were explaining it, and Mariner's like, "Yeah, hey, we got it." Like that was <laughs> perfect. Um, I also love like you can't have her be this hot and not have the love interest yeah. subplot. <laughs> there was a great moment. <laughs> It it was this was kind of like a a masterpiece. What is it? A masterpiece theater, like the uh, Mm -hmm. where you're you're getting this commentary like live that makes so much sense, but is also funny. Like it's just great. Um, Yeah, I was um, so the I was like the Easter eggs notes that I have are a page and a half long for this episode. And I know that's like not even close to all of them. Um, But there was a couple of things that made me like, I mean, so much of this episode made me laugh out loud at the uh, Kataya being short for Kitty Hawk. I thought was like perfect nineties, like weird holodeck thing, pulls something random from history to make you have to deal with something. Um, the like weird characters in the background, the skin map guy was well, hysterical. Like, like Waterworld, but like, space world. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah, it was it was all so much, and then the the like octopus who like saves them from the slime, <laughs> and then they go back to the late twenty first century, um, to save the. 
the foundation of uh, the Federation. Yeah, it was, I liked all of the, like, we'd just jump in and we'd see, like, the beginning of a scene of what Tendi and Rutherford were getting into, and, like, we got the badass motorcycle chase, but then we never really saw, it was always, like, here's the top, and then, oh, we're, we're, we'll get the bomb diffusion moment, but that's going to be kind of it. <laughs> yeah. No, it was great. Like, uh, I think my favorite Shaq's line of the whole series was in this, uh, was in this episode where like you know they were they they go into like the opera house the, the sydney opera house like in the 80s and these punks come in and, and try to mug them and then shacks goes like hey hey we don't want any witnesses and then, <laughs> <laughs> and then jacks everyone up i was good like, it, was, it was awesome i go like okay yeah yeah you, you built to that moment that was that was the perfect uh shacks line i love it yeah, Fred Tadascore really nailed it. There was a couple of fun, like, um, uh, names of things from the Chupi pointed it out. Um, we had some name nods. We had the Tadascore uh, six, five. I can't do Roman numerals. Um, and the uh, Shatanara <laughs> as different planet names in the holodeck. Um, let's see what else the pod had questions about. I saw a few things popping off in here. Um, Michael L. Pod, I like how Ransom is friends with the uh, Onus the bartender, Matt the whale, but not the other whale. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I listen. I thought about that, and I was like, because I rewinded that a moment and played it a couple times, and I was like, it's so random that Ransom, I am on a roll tonight, um, that would refer to his friends as like. Was it like blank the bartender mm -hmm. and nurse Westgate? <laughs> like I was like, dude, like these are your this is your this is your tight homies and like that's how you refer to them. That's like I appreciate them. the reference, but like man, no, he's uh, he's ransom. Yeah, uh, Michael also said when the Hollow Cerritos travels back to the founding of the Federation, that scene was straight out of the last episode on Star Trek Enterprise. Sorry, Clyde. <laughs> Listen, I, I listen as as the crew knows. So I've watched a number of, the of, of episodes. <laughs> watched a number of episodes. I was okay with it. I was okay with it. I was going to say poor episode for Stevens. Uh, Keen says, but Ransom didn't mention poor Stevens, who then gets rolled into the <laughs> medical <What>? bay. <laughs> oh, it's right. He leaned on the warp core. Leaned on the warp core. <laughs> Twice and then the um, Again. twice in one day. <laughs> really dense, dense. So so thick with comedic goodness. That was so funny. I mean, there are people who, if you if you aren't a true Star Trek fan, you would look at us and go, "Why are you guys laughing about this?" But when you think about this warp core that has always been like the center of technology and often the center of the ship, and it's always like. Whew, and you think about it, and it, it listen. There's actually, if if you are, do you have trouble sleeping? Um, and you have the Calm app. They actually have a sleep sounds that is warp core. Okay, it's a beautiful <laughs> thing. So you think about this warp core. In you know, thirty years of watching Trek, at no point has anyone ever actually tried to. I don't know, touch, touch it. it. <laughs> so the idea that someone would lean on it again it's yeah. hilarious to me i'm sorry it's funny yeah and then uh when they get into the lab where the hot scientist is there's um oh what's the like uh laser that data and jordy are testing next to the warp core in an episode of, of uh, tng a, a laser that they're testing oh yeah it was like uh i don't remember someone uh, there's actually like there there are a few things like you know there's one where they're testing a phaser rifle that is a, a copy from the romulans that might that, have that, been it that, that was in the uh that was in tng but you know they're they're oftentimes doing experiments with you know stuff too so phasers and lasers yeah i feel like it's one that i see referenced a lot where people are like i can't believe they were testing this next to the warp core <laughs> And then they had it in the lab. <laughs> um, I, I love the Graphicon vibes in, in this movie. Like yeah. in the, yes, uh, the, the, that, that was uh, just just like 
just like the you know the top secret and then it has these like you know commodore 64 effects <laughs> oh yeah the the these graphics are amazing <laughs> so yeah no, i i think yeah the, there's um, nothing wrong with this episode i, I take yeah. it back the, i would say that if i had to if i had to quibble uh, uh oh it, it would yeah 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 like it would be for rutherford because mm -hmm. like you know like it's like you go to the ren fair and uh and then you have one person who just like is just being a jerk about it like you know and just not into it and like you know just going like oh well here's like here's what we're doing like oh i guess i'm gonna be on my iphone or like you know and, and like why'd you come then yeah <laughs> like I, I i just got off this hover bike i did this huge think, action step piece you know i feel and, like oh. he's having a good time but he's not like it, it, it it's more like if you ever play like a, a like a world of war not world of warcraft um dungeons and dragons and you have the person like everyone's like pretty into it and and maybe doing like fun voices and stuff and then you yeah. have the person who's just like all right what's happening i guess i'll roll the dice but yeah, like they're want, having do, fun but do, do you want to be that guy do you want to be around that guy i don't i don't know i, I think that guy's so uh, to me you know yes he goes like oh i didn't know this was that important to you and you know to attendee uh and i get it but like you know but like throughout the whole thing like if you oh you're gonna be the a cajun what? accent though in the beginning was yes that was funny. great that was great <laughs> I, was, I was so hoping he was gonna keep it going yeah. he was like, mm, i'm done because well, he starts off strong like, i'm really into this i'm really into it and then he just like checks out you know i i i like almost felt like that was like uh, uh i don't know it was probably scripted because these writers are great. But in my mind, I was like, perhaps they in the booth, they told him what the name of the character was going to be. And he was like, oh, OK. And like he tries it and then he realizes that it's not going to be good. And that's when he's like, I think I'll just play it straight. Like, <laughs> To me, that would be a fun yeah. booth moment. Um, yeah, there's so many. Oh, I wanted to ask um, when you did see Boimler go down to the Kirk farm. Um, and you saw the mailbox. Did you think it was going to be a Kirk? Who did you think it might it might have been? I, honestly, I don't know that it quite registered to me uh, because I was kind of thinking, "There's no way Shatner's going to show up in this show." <laughs> like I was like, "There's zero chance of that," um, and so it just didn't like click. I was like, "Oh, well, what is this?" Um, I was not expecting George Takai, but I was definitely pleasantly surprised. For me, like, like it's it's generations, right? Like, so I I just assume that we would see a Kirk. Like, I and I think I think Shatner Kirk, you know, when I think Kirk, because you know that's what my indoctrination has been. <laughs> uh, but like, but like, yeah. So I, I guess I was expecting that just to be like, as if this were some, um, uh, like, not like I we we didn't know it was a, a dream sequence, right? Mm -hmm. we, 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 we could easily been part of the holodeck so well he was just, dead but but i but we didn't know dead. that but yeah. we did not know that right so, so yeah, like yeah, yeah. so I, I thought it was still a holodeck and i was like oh here's here's the after the you know after the the god rock you know like fails them like this is the next part of the the holodeck program but like i, I it's so much better <laughs> that it was what it was like you know although you know if if i if i if i had another quibble it's like you know well, a, a joke that i wanted for there to be at the rock the god rock you know the god it was basically my favorite line in star trek 5 which there are not many but my favorite line is like what does god do with a starship mm -hmm. and so like so if if, if 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 something had you know something the god had said something and then mariner had go what's god would do with a starship i would have lost my freaking mind <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah. I, listen i'm i'm laughing in part because I'm thinking, which Kirk did I expect? At this point, probably Sam Kirk. But I'm, mm. that's not why I'm laughing. I'm laughing because as we're, you're talking about this, I'm thinking about um, the moment in the... Uh, see, I'm laughing already. The moment in the sickbay where the doctor says, um, what is it? The holodeck is fake, but dehydration is real. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was funny. Dr. Um, Tahana um she strikes again um our big reveal though i did love that they're like i hate when movies uh end on a cliffhanger and then we have uh boimler's twin waking up and joining section 31 which i thought was 
just the funniest thing ever because for so long we've been waiting for a section 31 show and it keeps getting delayed or pushed back or whatever's happening to it at this point and i just thought that was a very very meta joke that i enjoyed (laughs) so so here's the question like you know is the boimler uh transporter uh you know the, the section 31 the one that was transported up or is it the one that was on the shuttlecraft when they split so, 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 because in a way, like, you know, one of these Boimlers is Boimler Prime, if you will, and the other one mm-hmm. is like a copy. So, mm-hmm. is it the copy that, you know, is it like kind of like went 31, or is it original Boimler that went 31? I don't know. You know, th- 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 like, I don't know. I don't know. I, like, do, I do feel you guys like know? we established pretty well that it's prime yeah it's the clone who's not on there but my theory was because they both technically died is it still the same boimler in each boimler Hmm. i I don't know you blow my mind like did i miss somewhere where we knew which one was the the quote-unquote real one in in that episode in season two premiere like like which one was because they're both you know Mm -hmm. uh we, we have the you know which one is the real riker you know, uh, the real our Riker is the one who we've been with all through those seasons. The other Riker, like who was on that planet, is still Riker. You don't know which one is the prime Riker, right? Or do you? I I don't know. But so. I mean, I guess you could technically make the argument either way, but I feel like they led us to believe prime Boimler is the one who came back because the other Boimler like essentially kept leveling up on the titan sure sure sure. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I hear you like you know I, I i thought that too but then i thought about it a little bit more and i yeah. went through my star trek nerd rabbit hole and i and mean yeah, I, I went, I went uh, down I'm the sorry. same one I, I i went through the 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 chronogami <laughs> the chronogami <laughs> chronogami came out the other side um yeah, I was like, y'all, there's so many Easter eggs I wanted to touch on. I thought the choo-choo being stuck in uh, Rutherford's head was really funny. We also finally got to hear kind of the melody of the choo-choo song, which I feel like is new. Um, perhaps we'll get a full song at some point. Um, there's also, uh, oh, what was this one? Mariner jokes that Boimler must have taken the Wigner Brinson acting class which is like a reference within a reference. Um, It's a reference to a member of the Cerritos crew who self-identifies as an actor, dancer, and singer. Uh, In Terminal Provocations, Boimler noted that Bingston Jr. conducted a one-man show where he played all of Jupiter's moons. (laughs) Wow, that's deep. That's a deep cut. That's a deep cut. Who is coming up with this stuff? (laughs) I know it, 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 it's it's pretty good. Like you know, like Koala smile on all of us, like that background bit. Oh, you know. and then the oh the koalas, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then when they like oh the dust off for Kitty Hawk is like you know the V'ger instead of Voyager mm-hmm. moment from the motion picture. Um, all the Shari, Shakari god creature vibes. Was it a, what was the the city like Shatanara? Um... Yeah, Shatanara Tatascore. <laughs> um it was yeah, it was wild. So much, so dense. Um I Trek Kyle at Trek News has like a pretty comprehensive list, but I feel like every time I check a different list, there's even more. Um let's uh the koala thing. WYSIWYG says, I think every time you get transported, you get copied. So I think there are two copies, neither are Prime Boimler. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I, I accept that. I accept that. Uh, that what you call it? That that theory. That That's right. Um, yeah. And then, oh, the defiant clash at the end. Maybe think of Thomas Riker. Yeah. I. I mean, it was very similar vibes to when um, the Titan swoops in and saves the Cerritos, sure. right? But like, I, I wonder if Thomas Riker is dead. You know, because like he was he was in Cardassian jail and then the Dominion uh, came over. Mm-hmm. And, and so, like, you know, I, I don't imagine they were very happy do you with think, that. Do you think that's why? Because I saw Frakes tweeted because someone was like, oh, the final season 
And I think he said maybe not so final. And so maybe it's because he's still going to come back as something else. Who knows? <laughs> or are we getting instead of, are they going to do like each one? There's like Picard and then maybe there's like Janeway and then there's like Riker. And then there's like, they just do like, they each get their own little three season spectacular. <laughs> I don't know, but they're all aging at the same time. Right. So like, you know, by yeah. time, like, like someone's gonna be really old when you know uh i mean they're all still younger than patrick stewart right now <laughs> fair 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 facts uh, facts facts that's right i don't know like is there enough canon that you would want to watch a riker tv show yes <laughs> sorry did i say that too fast let me that's ponder right. that for a moment hmm very good question paul well, well you know like bring it up i'll think well, and go well, well Clyde, mm, yeah, I, I know i know you are in a you're a very big fan of a, a deep v <laughs> it's it's not just that but i also i'm i'm the resident Riker. i mean nerd clyde's read the all the books <laughs> i've read the titan series books and i enjoyed oh them. wow and so yeah, yeah no 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 uh and so it, yeah i think there's i mean yeah so but i think what that brought in is Riker. that not to go too deep but that that ship that crew brought in new characters and also brought in characters mm -hmm. from other ships like a Tuvok. Um, so yeah, I think there's, you could definitely get a lot of kind of run out of Riker, right? Sure. Like, you know, possibly like it's one of those things where like, I've always felt like, you know, in the early seasons of uh, TNG, you kind of thought Picard, Picard was the prime, but like, you know, Riker was going to be a really big thing. But then as TNG moved forward, I think data became a favorite. And you can see that in the movies, right? Like, you know, uh, uh, even like in uh, Star Trek 7, like there was a point where I, I heard that they were following, you know, uh, Riker for a bit. And then as they're writing the script and they're going like, you know what, where Picard goes, the, the movie goes. So we have to be with Picard. Well, I thing. mean, here's the thing about that, right? So we're talking about sci-fi. So for me, it starts and ends with a very cool ship. Right, you mm -hmm. gotta have a cool ship. No, you don't have a cool ship with some really cool tech that made me go, "Oh man, I want that." Then we're dead in the water. Right after that, come on, man, androids, robots, like that's the coolest thing ever. And and a story about an android that is an actual sentient being that wants to be human—that's gonna win every time. So no disrespect to Riker, but he ain't have a shot. It was gonna be Data. <laughs> No matter what, because it's just cool. it was always going to be you, Data. It was always going to be you, right? No, no, like it, it, you know, uh, yeah, no, uh, like I've always felt like Riker was a very straight Captain America s character, and they've yeah, they, he's a pimp, Captain, like he's yeah, a pimp, like yes. And, and like when the Marvel movies came out, like I was always worried at how they were going to do Captain America without making him seem like outdated and they did a great job so like i feel like you know that if that treatment can be done with riker i would be very excited about that uh but like in my you know in my because i've only had tng riker uh and i go like oh okay like, you know, he, he's he's great of a time I, I feel he feels a little outdated right now mm -hmm. but i could be wrong like that's my hot freaks or on cold hot freak, freak. <laughs> uh, that's right but like, but yeah, just just my hot. Anyway, feel free to disagree, everyone. Like you know, I, I, and feel free to like vote me off the island if you don't like any of my comments. <laughs> vote me off, Risa here. You're uh, still miles ahead of some of the things that Grant has said, so you're safe. <laughs> the shade of it all. Um, okay, y'all. Was there anything else you wanted to discuss about this episode? I mean, like, I think we we've basically like elevated enough. Like, you know, if you are uh, if, if you have a lot of history with Star Trek, you will get rewarded for watching this episode. You know, this is true. Great, yeah. great episode. Enjoyed it. We'll probably watch it again. Um, uh, yeah. like, you know, it, it, it's interesting, though, like I compared this to the season one episode mm -hmm. and uh, I watched that before uh, the pod and season one episode is not as thickly uh it's not as dense you mm -hmm. know as far as the jokes and references 
but like that Mariner Mariner fight at the end, like it, it gets it puts me to tears like, almost. Like you know, like it's like it's so especially after watching three seasons of mm-hmm. of, of, of you know of uh, Lower Decks, and then you like you know you see that Mariner fight, you know uh, the Holodeck Mariner fight, the other Mariner. You go like, oh, this is this is Mariner who she truly is that you've actually gotten to see. It, you, you just project so much on it. Like, oh, it's so good. That's my mom. <laughs> And it's just, it's just really good. So, like, if I had to pick between the two, I think I'd pick the first one just because of the, the emotionality of it. But, like, they're both still very good, especially if you watch all three seasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The curse of the sequel strikes again. This is like Top Gun and Top Gun 2. Like, you know, they're, they're, they're both very good movies. Is that, is that a hot take uh, on this? That's a, that's a hot take for me. Um. <laughs> I'm not touching that. Um. <laughs> well, and there, um, there I go. It was nice seeing you guys. It was, it was nice seeing you play three episodes. Like, uh, apparently my show craft is like, you know, ready to go through the wormhole. Um, no, you can have that opinion and that is your opinion. Uh, and that's the beauty of this podcast. Um, yes. But, uh, yeah, I enjoyed this episode. I'll be watching it again. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning into our podcast this week. Remember, you can find us live every Thursday here on YouTube, uh, continuing to cover Lower Decks. we got another week of solo Lower Decks. And then we've got a Lower Deck and Prodigy uh, doubleheader coming up in two weeks. Uh, you can subscribe, rate, and review on Apple. And you can find links to everything and more at StarTrekPod.co, as well as to our Patreon Clyde, how can people find us elsewhere on the interwebs? Hey, then just always remember you can check us out on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, just head over to uh, at Star Trek Pod.co. Um, just at Star Trek Pod. I'm <laughs> sorry, at Star Trek Pod. Sorry, that's yes. a, you don't do that. <laughs> at Star Trek Pod, uh, you know, shout out to Karen who helps runs our Twitter. What's up, Karen? Thank you, Karen. Thank you all so much for joining us. We will see you next time. Live long and prosper. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.